You okay? So we just turned it on. So you look disgusting, and I look disgusting. We both we're podcasting. Shrew like rats. I le- you showered. I came straight from the gym. I even, I changed tank tops. That's how douchebag <laughs> I am. I like. By well, the way, I thought that was a wife beater. Well, it's. I mean, it is. Like, it's I just mean, like a blue one. It's is nice. that your girlfriend's blue tank no, top? No, it's mine. That's the sad part is I paid for it. <laughs> I bought these. For everyone that's listening, uh, it's kind of like a deep V. It's like a top. scooped V. I have like the U. <laughs> I'm wearing a deep U. <laughs> it's like a German I don't U. Mean, I don't mean to laugh at you. You, you wear it well. Tits. Look at Like if you, I was bending over and you didn't <laughs> see that I was a fucking man, wouldn't you stare at those tits? Look at that. Nice These boobs. are like solid, <laughs> solid boobs. We're nice. Dana Moon. Hi guys, what's up? Uh, long time guest. Long time uh, friend of Brian, the show. Three or four. I mean, we're, we're pushing on a ton. I know there's always enough. Or is this, this the This is third? the fourth. Fourth? One. I was on last month. Yeah. It's going to become a monthly thing. Yeah. It's fun. I really, I, li- I actually re-listened to everything we talked about because... I was like going through some crap and I, and I relearned, you know, you relearned. And if the, for those listening. listening, you should listen to that. If you haven't, we spoke with Dana about, uh, you were in a relationship with a guy who was separated, but not divorced. No, no. Um, a guy who had a girlfriend. Oh, he wasn't married. No, he, when I talked to you, I was like sort of seeing somebody who lives New York. Well, it was like really brief, and I found out he had a girlfriend. You didn't know he had a girlfriend. Hold he's, on, he's okay. He's this off, is new. This is a new thing. No, that he's off and on with his girlfriend, and they're in therapy, uh, trying to work it out. But, but they, don't they have a kid together? No. Jeez, I'm all over the fucking place. There's well, there's two guys. Okay. There's, <laughs> and I'm not really. You can you can like make them one two entity. Guys, yeah. Simpler. Is it? Is I it going to get too confusing? If you just either make them way, one person. either way, I'm not really talking to either of them right now. Okay. Um, Did you do the text fade out? Well, the thing with the New York guy is he's here often. Like he's here once or twice a month, and yeah. that's when I hear from him. I hear from him right before he comes, and then when he's here, and then I asked him his situation. This was like last week, and he's like, "I'm still in the same boat," and I'm like, "Dude, since July, you're still in the same boat, like." You're like in your late thirties. Like, yeah. get it together. Get a new boat. Yeah. Like, well, guys like that. Not it was such change. a turn well, off. You're not going to make them change. You're going to have to like. I don't want to change anybody, but like, I also but don't want to get in. I'm getting involved in like messy situations, and then the other guy who he lives here. If that makes it easier, one lives in New York, one lives here. Mm-hmm. West He's, Coast. Yeah. So he has a weird like separated situation. So, so I don't know. Unav- yeah, because yeah, we talked about your pension a- for unavailable love, maybe, or something. Like, guys that might not have their shit together. Like, I mean, we all, everyone wants, I feel like deep down we like things that aren't too available because we want that own, it's like, safe. eject button for ourselves. Yeah. So you had a couple of eject buttons there. Yeah. And it's, so it's one of those things where I'm like, well, why am I, like, I'm really connecting with these types of people. Yeah. And... I kind of had like a realization where I was talking to my friend about this and she's, she just got in a relationship and she's at like a really great place in her life. And I think that, hold on, what am I trying to say here? I'm like looking to be like emotional and vulnerable with somebody. I like want to learn and grow so much. And I think that the next level is like learning and growing through somebody else. Right. You know, having them like pull it out of you, and she and she like 
was like, you have to like, you can't search to grow with somebody else. You have to do that on your own. And I was like, well, I know I'm growing a lot on my own, but I also feel like I might grow more with somebody. Yeah, some people like, like call you out or pull, pull you in directions that make you grow, which but is still, you're growing on your own. You're just, you just have a catalyst. Totally. And I realized that I was like, I can't search because I'm like kind of addicted to like growth with comedy and growth as a human being. I'm like, I want to be better. How can I be better? Like it's like a kind of weird addiction. That's what we're kind of doing on this planet, you know? Yeah. And so if you don't, if you aren't trying to be better at something, like you're just wasting space with the rest of us. So I don't, so I realized that I'm like, okay, I just need to really focus on myself and like, it is a little, it is selfish for me to be like, how can I grow through somebody else? Like, let well, me use them come, as a... Why do people put, you, you know, you, you tell people that and they, they kind of judge you. Like, I'm trying to grow. People are like, oh, what? you're so selfish. It's like, yeah, I want to be better. And I think it's beautiful for like two people to grow together. Like, I think that's awesome. Like, with, with all my friendships, like, I have deep, deep friendships and like amazing connections with all my friends. Mm-hmm. And we definitely help each other survive like we we definitely bring out the best in one another and we support one another and grow together and i i like love that and i'm like okay i thought i was ready for that with like love or whatever and i don't know i've just taken i just want to be like celibate for like a while well and i just really want to like not date or get involved at all friendships don't have the um the sort of like pressure to have like one friend like you don't have one friend named becky that you have to have a perfect friendship with you know they come and they go so you can like hang with josh or you can go over to you know whoever yeah so you can do like you don't have to like hat like it's not all riding on that whereas relationships in our kind of western world are like i'm not like saying i would be you know an advocate for an open relationship but i'm always super intrigued at people that have those and have them totally and how they work it's like oh they can like have this tribal thing where like and then i think of my own and i'm like oh wait so i would not let i would not be cool with my girlfriend like just having a casual fuck guy you know yeah i wish i i kind of wish i were because it would solve all my jealousy problems (laughs) you know you think the jealousy has to do with you and resolving some things within within you yeah i think i mean because Jeal- like, that's kind of the core of jealousy. Jealousy, it's like things I can't control. Like if my girl was talking, like say she was talking to a dude who was like successful, I'd be jealous because I don't have that quote unquote success yet oh. that I seek, you know? Mm-hmm. So my jealousy, it's more of like a, on a social like, oh. level. Like we have so friends. It's interesting that you know that. We have our friends, um, my friend um, John Jonathan Christian is the name he goes by, but uh, Jonathan Christian Hudson. He uh, has a dating, um, he like a men's advice thing, and he's made a lot of money on it. And I'm not like trying to call him out, but they're doing very well, right? Like very well. Giving dating dating advice? Yeah, it's like all online. It's just like, yeah, he sells like, I mean, very well. They're living on the beach, having a great time. And like, I we can't, I can't hang with this guy. He's a cool guy. He's figured it out. He's a little older and he's a nice guy. But like, oh, I always get like, I'm jealous in a way where like he's a friend and I like, I don't sort of like use it against him, but I look at that being like, shit, man, this guy's living on the beach, surfing, like doing all these things. And I'm out there grinding. Not that he's not grinding. It's it's nothing that he hasn't done. It's like, wow. Like if say my girlfriend like was with a guy like that, I'd be like, well, fuck. Well, I know I'm years away from obtaining that success that I seek, you know, but I'm not just sitting my ass, I guess. Are you comparing? Do you find yourself comparing yourself? That's exactly what I'm doing. That's one way to be 
to make yourself super miserable. Super miserable. I don't know how to say miserable. Well, how do you not do it? It's, it's That's the crux of all stand-up comedians. Who are like, how long have you been doing comedy? Three years? Oh, how long have I been doing? Oh, what have you gotten? I am the most depressed if I ever compare myself to anybody but myself. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm comparing on any level yeah myself to somebody else it's like an instant deep depression and i just don't even go i don't go there i go oh this feels shitty okay uh what how is this serving me like how is this shitty feeling serving me at it's not because it's not motivating me you know i'm not like oh let me this person's doing this let me go out and work harder like i don't i'm not motivated by that like it's crazy because like I, i just get into this like weird like depressed funk and i don't do anything and i'm like okay this is dumb <laughs> it's like we know hundreds of comics right and on any given day you can read 10 to 50 or whatever highlights of like it's, it's like we're com- it's like we're com- like i feel like i compete against all of them so like if one of them gets conan it's like conan versus dave today if one of them gets montreal you know just for laughs festival it's that against me today it's never like i ne- like i'll never take my highlight and compare it to their shitty day it's always like never upstream. yeah yeah so I've I, been going through a lot of highs and lows, like with comedy and like with per- my personal life. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Like there's this really funny, I was going to Instagram post this. Please do. At um, Dana Moon me. Am I right? It's this meme that says me. I'm finally happy. Life. LOL. Wait a sec. It's, <laughs> it doesn't read when I'm like, I'm reading it right now, but it's basically like how, when things are going great. Yeah you're like oh my god this is happiness this is amazing and then the next day it's like a shit storm and you're yeah. like every what the day fuck am it, i doing like i have these moments where i'm like what am i doing nothing replenishes life? like nothing i did yesterday will make me feel better tomorrow every day it's like the, the slate is wiped clean and i have to reprove myself i think there's a positive way to channel that i don't know if i'm super negative yeah like, i'm definitely not putting myself into a depression i'm just using it as an example but like you know every day and it's like we shouldn't use it's work you have yeah. to do a mental like a whole mental thing to be positive and to have a happy life it's literally work every day and if you're like a if you have a corporate job or whatever i think you can like fake that like you can almost be delusional in a way to be like oh yeah i'm doing a good job i got a paycheck every week whereas we have to like book a good show perform in front of an audience get good laughs yeah get a good audition book something yeah i had a it's like slaps us in the face it's such a mind fuck. Like I had a show in uh, the Ventura comedy hideaway on Saturday and it was a packed room. Wait, um, that was the festival? It was, uh, or after the festival. It, this is after the festival. Okay. This was just like a regular, like I did like a 10 minute spot. Cool. And I had a good set. I had fun. I did, you know, a couple new stuff. I did my stuff that works. It was like kind of a tight old crowd. It's you know how old like old white people are. a yacht club. Rich, rich old white people. It's a cool room, but yeah, exactly. It's a cool, yeah, and Tight I felt butts. like, you know, even when I had like a good, I had a overall, I had a good set, mm-hmm. and I felt terrible after. Really? Which is such a mind fuck because every time I do stand up, I feel like I'm on top of the world. You know, there's I'll, an I ice cream set. place in that plaza you got to go to. That'll make you feel better. You got to eat ice cream right <laughs> after your set. My feelings. Yeah, that's what that's I do. Healthy. I do a set. I feel shitty. I eat ice cream. That's literally all of my early 20s. So what happened? Like, what did you do? Why didn't you feel good? I don't know. That's why I was like, what is going on? Does stand-up get less rewarding the more good sets you have until, like, you reach that next level? Like, would you feel know. the same way headlining a club? 
that's the thing. I had a I did Arizona last week. Which place? It's a charity show. Um crazy packed room. It was for uh this guy with cancer. Everyone half the people were there to see comedy, half the people were there to raise money. Okay. So it was a really good feeling good. to to be performing for people for a good cause and helping a family and um and I got to do forty minutes. Wow. Which is literally all my material yeah. that I have. And then ten minutes of what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> some crowd work, some with some dumb crowd work That's of good me for being you. an idiot. But I didn't feel it's one of those things where like I thought I would feel amazing when I was done. And I literally got off stage and I was like I had like overall I had a good set, right? Yeah. Especially for doing forty minutes and I haven't done it in so long. And I like I'm like, oh my God, I I, I have I have to get better than that. Yeah. Like I just, I just felt gross. You want to go to another mic that night? I wanted to write. I'm like, am I, I need to write more. I need to perform more. I need to do more longer sets. Like it's this, it's this feeling of never being satisfied. And everyone's like, that's so good. That's good that you have that. And I'm like, it's good in a lot. Maybe, maybe it's good for the product, but not for the soul. Like, yeah, your product might get better, but like, who are you? You know, the next morning, you know, totally. I don't have advice. I don't know. But it's Other like, than maybe I'm, like I'm, it's like a daily meditation or daily affirmations. It's like we're being we're like we're like on our microscope where we have to force ourselves to really figure figure out how to be happy regardless of a good or bad set. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, I need to like find happiness not outside, but like through not through the outer, through the inner. We know a comic. I think that's true. Happiness. We know a comic who just who's been f- killing it, and he had like a breakdown, and like it happens probably oh every week. Oh my god! Not to like delve into other people's shit, but like it's, it's it was good to see other comics come to this person's aid. But it's like horrifying. Yeah, I think he's sick. Yeah, well, I saw him a few he's days ago, and he looked great. That's really? the thing. Yeah, he looked great a few days ago. So I don't know. He's like comedy's too much pressure, uh, and he's really good. This he goes like comedy. Comedy's too much pressure. I can't fucking do this like my dad da 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 like going off on facebook right yeah and then you and everyone's look at watching him this like a train go, wreck that we can't turn away from you look at him and you go D- you're up at the laugh factory every night the you're improv, like a jim carrey uniqueness store. like he's got his own he's, uniqueness that's gonna be huge i don't know if I'll, i i don't know if, if anybody would ever get him a show if they if they see what what happened? If they see the meltdown on Facebook, yeah, would you invest? Would a network invest in so much money? Oh, but that would happen all the time. Like to see what if he had Artie, a breakdown? Artie Lang, like was like, or still is like the biggest druggie who's had a problem his whole life, and he used to be, you know, he's been given huge things. And, and uh, I like mean, Robin I, I Williams. Wish, I mean, everyone, everyone's got their thing. That, but I mean, but with he, Robin yeah, but Williams, there wasn't social there wasn't media social for him media. to go. Oh my gosh, it was hard. Can you imagine if he was on a coke bender? Uh, on, on going insane i don't think i've drunk ever, on facebook and twitter just i've like, never <laughs> gone nuts on facebook my um i i post i mean i don't know like i'll i'll, I'll talk to strangers about relationship problems like yeah i used to, when i when i last had my bad breakup i was on a set in la and i just would talk the ear off of this girl and, and i didn't know her i was just like trying to like have someone like tell me it was going to work out even though it wasn't going to work out i was trying to like bend. oh that's the word and, and like she was eventually feeling. like okay stop talking like she had to tell me that like we were on a show together working. My relationship was in the East Coast. It was like dying in front of me, and she was like, "Stop talking." This random girl. I was like, "I'm sorry." And oh I had to go fi- And then I went to go find another person to feed it. And you just like look for people to like sort of enable the conversations. And I had good friends who were like, "Look, Dave, done. We we discussed it for hours. It's done. Stop talking about it." Are you addicted to love? I don't know. I don't know what the addiction is. I don't know if it's love or it's codependency or. I think everybody is on. Everybody is. It's it's addicting. Yeah. 
there's a chemical oxytocin. It, yeah, did, did we talked about this I, all the time? Yeah. yeah. So I actually got a book about what like love is. The one you mentioned off air. I ordered a book. Oh, what? did you? Um, yeah, because I didn't think I didn't think I had it. Who doesn't though? And I'm very co- I'm very codependent, and I want to emotionally like I want to emotionally take care of somebody, and that's so fucking unhealthy. Yeah, that's the most unhealthy. And I realized, um, I've always known this my whole life, but I realized it very strongly. And I, and I met with a healer. I was on a shoot and she's a, she does Reiki, Reiki. Am I saying it right? I had no idea. She balances your chakra. (laughs) She's like an energy healer. Oh, nice. Um, and we were talking about being an empath. Yeah. Which is, I've known, I've known I've had this my whole life and, and I always thought like I was like super weird and. Sounds like a Scientology term, like an empath. Okay, basically what it is... An empathetic soul or what? That, yeah. But I also can feel other people's energies when I'm around them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And are you too? I mean, I I wouldn't know how to label myself that, but absolutely. It it gets me in so much trouble because I'm trying to like cure fights in my relationship when my girlfriend's having a bad day. It's got nothing to do with me. Can you feel what she's going through when she comes home? From a mile and a half away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's... uh, some people have it more than others, and um, most comics have to be that way. Though you got to be standing in front of a crowd and know a what's lot going of, on. But I think a lot of people have empathy naturally. Yeah, most people have that, anyways. Um, but I think uh, being an empath. Well, tell me about it. Sorry to interrupt. Is oh no, you're totally fine. Because I don't know if I am. Is but I um, <laughs> when you're around somebody, you are more your senses. Basically, it's like sensory overload, right? So you, not even when you're around somebody, but you can feel the energies of other people, like that you don't have to be around them. Like you can be connected to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is more stimulating, like in general for like vision, for hearing, for smelling, for touching, like, like everything goes to your brain, like overload. Interesting. So you're constantly being stimulated and that's why they need a lot of, um, like empaths need a lot of alone time to just recharge yeah and um it's like some powder shit you ever seen that movie powder no oh no john travolta movie with like the it's like a like it's you're like a superhero that you don't want to be because yes no i don't want that shit i don't want to be able to feel your emotions i want to be happy and i go from this is and i thought i was insane and i'm really reading about it and understanding it more um like i i'll go from being super happy like i'm so happy everything's great to like super depressed to happy again with in literally within like 10 minutes i go and then i'm just like i'm angry all of a sudden and then i'm like what is going like i'm standing outside of my emotions just observing them you know i'm not like buying into them i'm just observing what's going on and i'm like this is insanity like am i and i realize that it's like i'm picking up on everyone's crap and like if i'm um and that's what i was doing like when i when i got involved with this guy who i kind of think is a narcissist because I was reading about like the empath and the narcissist, which is super fucking common, yeah, and it's insane. That. Isn't that well, you said that's a book? There's or there's a book about that. I'm sure there's a book. Oh, I thought about, you had. But a I was book. reading. Okay. I ordered a book about. I've been ordering a lot of books about this because I'm like. Do you read them or you just order them? Is that part of <laughs> you just order them and they sit. Are you supposed they- to read them? Oh no, I just like them when they arrive. It's like, I realize yeah. I'm an empath, so I just put my hand over the book <laughs> and it gives me all of the energy I need. <laughs> what a fucking psycho! But no, um, I, you'd I, like I, to send books to Hollywood. I know. <laughs> I read. I'm such a loser. Where I'm like, I'm, a, I'm 
you know how those like white chip basic white chicks they're like i read i'm a dork i'm a nerd but like i, I really do read <laughs> i'm such a nerd she like looks like megan fox and just wears like accent <laughs> chapter one i feel like girls in la like those hot chicks who wear like those glasses and they're like i'm yeah. just i'm so silly i'm a dork i read and you're like you're fucking yeah. what are you come on um like people that say like, oh, I, I read The Secret. It's And I got nothing against The Secret, but it's like, that's the coloring book okay, of self Dude, there's so, don't even get me started. There's so much more on The Secret than just The Secret. The Secret doesn't even cover, it's so like. I'm a Wayne Dyer guy. Deepak Chopra I like, yeah, but he's yeah, a little yeah. like too, like the butterfly. Would, and it's, I, I like uh, Wayne Dyer would like break it down for me. I like Abraham Hicks and, I, and energy. I, anything energy. Um. Also, Joe, is it's a real doctor, thing. Like energy, your energy dude, is a real thing. You broadcast that's it. That's what we're made. We're made of. Yeah, like atoms without, and molecules. without this soul, we are dust. We turn into dust. Our our physical body leaves us. But it's it's like wrangling a fucking horse. Like we're trying to control the energy. We're yeah. trying to keep it so we're positive. Because you have to let go. I tell you, a good a good day where I'm feeling riding high and I got that kick. Good shit comes to me. We, we went, when my you're girl, easy about stuff. My girl and I went to yoga. She it like literally turns her phone back on and, and the job offers are coming in. Yeah. Because we're like, we the, the shit is waiting for you. You just have to open get the, up. Yeah. Get the shit out of your like release head so you can let the good stuff in. D- before I forget, Dr. Joe Dispensa. I, I hope I'm saying his name. Um, He combines energy and like the universal things that we're talking about with science. Great. So it's proven he actually has done studies and uh, he has his PhD. So he's not. So people who need science and spirituality definitely recommend reading that because I, I a lot of people need people need the to, science. They need proof. Yeah. And for me, I um, I just go based on what my soul resonates with. <laughs> Such an asshole thing to say. That's so um, LA Starbucks. Ugh, I know. Who am I? But you're I? right. I mean, but, like people want are trying to fight religion and science, and you know, religion. I use lightly because whatever. But like, because my family's Catholic, and that's super religious, but also they're very spiritual and like yeah. open, kind of like the new Pope is, kind of like. But like, you use science, like you take. You can, you know, the law of attraction, things like that. Like they've taken atoms, dissected them, and they've changed the way the electrons orbit in one, and then the other one changes, a, you know, in a different location. Like yeah. you're connected. Wait, did we talk about this before? I don't know. Maybe in a different soul so... spirit. Like we had this <laughs> in a different life. In a different we life, we had like a radio show in the fifties. Ener- <laughs> have you been reading about the energy shift of September? No. Oh, it's in. It's insane. I don't know. I don't. All of our all of our DNA is shifting. Holy fuck. So everybody is waking up. The I world, hurt my back. The world is waking is up. Like, really? So if you're going through crazy transformations, if you're experiencing like headaches, depression, um, just like really weird, Stop like you drinking. just don't feel, <laughs> you don't feel like yourself. Yeah. Your body, like you feel really out of it. Eat a Snickers. Um, no. What is up with you and just eating, eating your feelings? Not feeling, <laughs> you're not feeling like yourself? Eat oh, a Snickers. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Forget me. Uh, this is, I'm, I I'll feel like I'm turning down. into a weird PSA, by the way. No, I'm, I'm so on board with I'm just getting super preachy and I'm like, I get real passionate. But what do you do in your own life to like, you know, it's one thing like we'll read a chapter in a book and you'd be like, I got it. And then like you're and then you'd have a set and like, you know, with stand up comics, we're kind of like in the position where we have to really live by it because we expose ourselves to so much external criticism and like yeah. where we, we're, it's, we're not, we don't have a happy go lucky job. Like yes. it's a lot of ups and downs on a daily basis. So I, what do you do to I like, like that? Yeah. I like when people are brutally honest with me and when they're like, 
hey, by the way, like this doesn't work when you do that because of this. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Like I just put my ego to the side and I'm like, like anything to be better. And that's why sometimes when a set doesn't go well, you, I actually like, I feel satisfied after (laughs) because I realize like what not to do. Like, oh, I fucked up here, here and here. Not going to do that again. Well, a set cannot go well. Like, look, I, like I, but you learn a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I pitch, right? And I can, um, I pitch, I play baseball and like I could, I could lose, have a bad game and then figure it out in the last inning and be like, oh, I know. I, I I, like, I I switched it. It's like in a set, you can like get out of it and be like, oh, okay. But I know what I did. I, and you know, you kind of can still have a direction. And you know what? I'm, I'm really happy about like these little like meetups I've been having with guys. These like little things where like they haven't been working out. I think, I honestly think it's just the timing. Like I think these guys are super awesome and great. Um, and I've learned so much about myself and like old past like trauma uh-huh. that I never dealt with was brought to the surface, not like blaming the person, but just from the situation that I was in with them. And so I'm like so grateful to these guys What's for showing me, you, um, I don't have to get it, get deep. I, like, I mean, I, I totally, if you, like, um, the last, the, uh, what I really realized with the last guy that I was seeing, it was as brief as it was. Um, we definitely got like super emotional and vulnerable, which like I've actually, is this East coast or West coast guy, the West coast, guy, okay. which I've never done like as intimately, like with somebody who I also slept with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've done it with like a couple of my close guy friends, of course, Yeah, but we weren't like having sex. There's I think something that adds different something there. A yeah. A little bit more. But I realized that I was like, through the situation, I realized that I want to, and I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this, is like emotionally fix a guy, right? So like the connection was like, oh my God, this person's in pain. This person's going through something. Here I am like as an empathetic empath person or whatever you want to call it. Like I can, you know, I'm giving him my energy and I'm healing him, right? And it was like taking, taking, taking energy and it felt like a great connection because that was my childhood. That's what I did. My dad was a super alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. So as a kid, you know, I, my, my role with my relationship with him, it, cause it was so dysfunctional and he didn't understand reality and, and boundaries and he was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And like as close as we were, it was so dysfunctional because I was like healing my dad, you know? Yeah. Which is that, crazy to think as a kid, as or... a kid, that was my role. You know, it's like, I actually never really got to be a kid. So whenever I meet a guy and I feel this crazy intense connection with him, it's that dysfunctional that default mode of you to want to fix. It's that. Yeah. And all of dude, all of these guys, alcoholics, really? I mean, everyone's Just got like, something they need yeah. fixed and alcoholics kind of have a lot of the same traits. Like there's people a reason. say like daddy issues and I'm like, dude, that's fucking, it's real shit. Yeah. Well, you're in Dad, LA, like, like there's going to be alcoholics. And, and then, so that led to, cause I've been doing a lot of therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So then that led to realizing, oh, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to connect with somebody on like a traumatic, le- like a level a deep emotional level where I'm like healing them or helping them and they're taking energy cause I'm drained and that's not healthy. Sure. Right. 
So that's a huge realization for me. And you and you keep huge. getting the same. You'll keep getting the alcoholic I keep until you realize guy. it. I keep getting in the same situation. It's like the butterfly effect, or, or not that, 100%. but it's like it's you'll, yeah, Groundhog's Day. You'll just keep getting the shit until you until I fix s- it. Skirt to the side and kind of hurdle over it. And I think people need to. I'll, I don't want to be preachy, but like go um, for it. I think with relationships, you really need to dissect what what keeps what situation keeps popping up in your life right what is it triggering within you where does that come from and for me like through therapy that's been helping so much and i also realized this was like this was very new that i never dealt with my dad's death never i didn't know you that i'm sorry when i was 14 when you were 14 in a car crash wow i actually have some funny jokes about drinking and driving um Uh, but i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna do that so weird to go from something super serious to like, well, let's make fun of my dead dad. You know, but when I started this podcast, I, cope, you know? I was going to call it the um, single moms club because it was like, I, I love it because I, I, my dad, I didn't grow up with my dad yep. and he's, and he's passed n- and now. And how old were you when he died? Well, my mom left him when she was pregnant with me. Jesus. I didn't meet him until I was 19. That, that and, um, is interesting. Well, you know, in like Steve Hofstetter comic, right? I don't know if you know him. Uh, he posted on a Facebook the, the other day. He had a big bond with his dad. His dad passed away last year and his bond was through baseball. My dad never knew him, didn't know never? anything about <sighs> him. And then I go visit oh when I'm God. 19 and like, you know, uh, we got to like play catch, you know, like that was kind of a thing. Cause I played baseball my whole life. He's a big fan. It's St. Louis Cardinals fan. He lives in Missouri. And, and then we got to have that cool moment. And in hindsight, that was the only time we ever played catch. He passed away a few years ago. Wow. And and I never really got to know him that well, just enough to know. So recently, yeah, he was like a Vietnam oh, vet. No, it's it's fine. And like I like, but that's like with Facebook. I didn't share the news. I didn't want like the people that didn't know to be like, oh, what? like I didn't want their shit on me. I just wanted to deal with it. Barely like told you know told my mom, hey, yeah, passed away. You know, because yeah. she doesn't. She has a lot of shit about it too. Because she left him. Wow. She didn't even know she was leaving him. She like went away on a trip to go s- to her mom's, you know, birthday. And my uncles were like, you're not going back. You're in bad shape. Like he's a bad Jeez. guy. Cause he's, he was fucked up. Vietnam vet post-traumatic stress. Totally. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so God. like, I don't have the experiences you have. I have the not being exposed. I have like the experiences of just not knowing, but my maybe. mom did. She absolutely did the right thing. Like there totally, was, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe you'd be way more fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, you are knows? right now. I don't. I'm who not knows? saying you're fucked up. I literally. Oh, just but said I that do. I do like you know. I did grow up with a single mom and an older sister, and they fought nonstop. Yeah. And um, I could not make him happy or crack a joke. And like, it's no surprise that that's all I kind of want to do that's now. All is make people happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in sort of like I like like I'm doing you a service. Like I get something out of it. I like it. It makes yeah. me feel good. <laughs> like it makes me feel good to make other people happy and relate. Whether it's it's on so stage interesting or what. to talk to a comedian about their upbringing because it makes so much sense as to why they are a comic. Like I came into the, I'm the third born and I came into the family, uh, at a time when shit was going south. Third and last. Third or? and last. My mom, so, my mom kid. literally told me this as a kid, which is totally like mom. And I knew as a kid, I'm like, mom, get it together, man. Don't tell your, I'm 10. <laughs> Don't tell me this shit. She was like. Yeah, when I when I found out, I thought that she was going to tell me this like beautiful story. You know, it was like yeah. my birthday was coming up, and she's like, you know, when I found the abortion out, clinic was closed. When I found out, <laughs> when I found out I was pregnant with you, I uh, that's when I knew I wanted to leave your father. And I was like, <laughs> dude, 
I, this, you should not wow. tell me this. But like that. You're like, you're like having a Capri Sun in like some like. I think it's going to be like a sweet story. And you're like, what the fuck, mom? Yeah. And Don't so put this on me. And <laughs> what made me think of your story is that, you know, as we're being created, you know, thoughts are things and we're growing in our mom's stomach and she's having these thoughts and these feelings oh, and these emotions yeah. about this and the resentment towards this person who created that life that's growing inside of her that shapes you sure. whether people realize it or not like that's how that's how we got into the world our moms were like dude fuck this guy <laughs> yeah well and however it shaped me like i was born with an uh, an aunt was like the played the dad role like my aunt was like there for my mom in the delivery room and all these things but when my sister was born i don't know if anyone was there for her oh, like really? i don't know who was there in the, in the she's delivery younger room. My, my sister's older oh. so my sister my so my my, my father might have been in the delivery room but like no one else they were in minnesota like they didn't have any other family there well he had to be there i'm sure but she's he, the first and he was there with i don't even know I, I should ask my mom i don't even know if he was there but the point is is like my sister you know, we're we're like only eleven months apart. It's crazy. We're eleven and a half months apart. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so she so she was alive for three four months before my mom left. My uh, father. So like she's and oh, she, your mom got pregnant real quick. Yeah, and she was like twenty two. So like they got it. They started it off. Oh, that's so. So young. like she's got some shit, and she doesn't deal with it. You know, your sister. Yeah, and I love oh, her to death. And oh she my just like is so counter dependent yep. to my codependent. She like you cannot tell her what she's doing wrong. She'll fight on the on the drop of a hand with my mom. She's she's chilled out now that she's her own mom like she has she has a couple boys so i think she understands now yeah but she's still like we yeah. cannot have a serious conversation we cannot like and I, I love her to death we cannot talk for more than five she almost never met my father she i had to go with her to meet him i was like you got to go and then yeah, didn't, didn't want to talk to him on his deathbed i was like chase pick up the phone and call him and we and we got her to call him and like she got to like you know he got to talk to her for son you know what i mean so like he got to, so like my nephew got to talk to his grandfather i know it's complicated but yeah but like it was like just do it you'll feel better it'll be good and she just didn't want anything to do with this life she that that she didn't know much about but i think you know it helped her to know what she could before he passed yeah my my brother and sister are the same they don't like they think i'm super sensitive and they think i'm emotional and i'm like I'm a human being. Yeah. Yes. I'm all of those things. How do you not like, feel these things? I feel they push everything down. Like my sister was telling like for real, she's been in, with her husband for like, they've been together for like six years. I think I don't think they've ever truly been vulnerable with each other. I swear to God. I wow. swear to God. They don't like talk about things like their communication is that like shit is like cancerous. everything to everything and it's my my brother's the same way my brother's like my brother's i think he's stuck in like 17 18 19 wow. mentality like i don't i don't think he's like grown since then is that but how old he's he like was stunted. when your father passed yes yeah. he's stunted um emotionally um, yeah i'm saying in some ways i'm so absolutely and uh everything is so surface you know all of our conversations are so surface it's like once once it goes to like something real they get really uncomfortable and like my sister her big thing is she's like you know you just over you overthink things dana you're too emotional i'm like yeah i'm like tell me tell me how that's bad i want to have a real conversation that's meaningful and not just like where'd you get your nails done and tell me about this nordstrom sale like did you guys all that shit is just i don't know it just seems so bullshit to me younger brothers now that my mom remarried so i have younger half brothers but like i was but like you know I was the the baby, 
you know what I mean? Like I was, I was raised as the the younger, yeah. and that's typically the 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 more codependent one because they're like the one that's been coddled and babied and stuff. Totally, and, totally. And like, have you? Did you guys like chat when your father passed? I mean, that's a sudden thing. There was no like. No, no, not at all. Like, and what's your religious background? Catholic. So ca- yeah. But I hated it as a kid. But, like, I knew the it tight, was the tight-lipped kind of like. Like it was my, just my so. You know, got that. My mom would be like, we have to go to church. And and then she would like put on this like weird act around like church people. Like we were like this like great family, you know. And then it was just so um, I just saw right through it. It was just such a a facade. And it was like this religion isn't even why am I like as a kid, I was like. Why are there dead people on the wall everywhere? <laughs> like, what am I? Because it's it's an archaic thing. It's it's hard to relate. But you know, and some some people can do a good job of relating it. But if you know all these parables, or I was stories. just like, how is this making me a better person? Yeah. It, because of this Jesus guy or God or what? like, I just blinds. never, I never like resonated with it. Um, and now that my mom is like engaged to this guy who's like not Catholic, she's not Catholic anymore. So it just proved everything like that I thought as a kid. I love him. Oh, He's good. the best. Awesome. He's the best ever. Um, but what was I saying before about um, dealing with it? What happened was, by the way, this feels like such a therapy session. This it's is great. This, this is, is like, this is for us. If my you're soul listening is like, and you're resonating. My soul good, is happy right now. Turn us off if this doesn't <laughs> do anything for you. <laughs> sometimes it's one uh, night stands and sometimes it's yeah, no real shit. Lives. This is real shit, dude. Do you like this dad? <laughs> you did this to us. <laughs> I, um, and you know, my dad wasn't an alcoholic, but he had the same. It was the same thing. Abuse, it was post traumatic yeah. stress, but it was the it was a, like a, a dry alcoholic or like whatever. It was totally. the same thing. Like you just couldn't. From what I've been told from others, because I didn't know. But. You never knew what person you were getting. And my mom's, my grandfather, my mom's dad was an alcoholic or is uh-huh. an alcoholic, and he left the family when like my grandmother was had cancer and you know all these things that that the my, my mom and her siblings there's eight of them so they've all stuck together and and done a good job but they they've always had these father figures that fucking sucked totally which i think our generation relates to I and think. then they choose these men to have kids with that are just like them yeah. it's like they i feel like people don't investigate within themselves they, it's like too is it too painful to look within and like fix your shit. Well, yeah, you it, get married in your early 20s. How, how do you have a chance to even know? I feel like everybody has shit and people just want to like, cover it up, you know, with these like band-aids and, uh, and these outer things that fulfill them for a short amount of time. And then they get involved with these relationships, have kids, and then they project their crap into their kids. And it's like this fucking insane cycle. And it's like, just break the cycle and fix yourself. <laughs> Did it take how, did it take a while with your stand up to talk about or do you do you talk about like your father and things like that or Yeah, I have a couple bits. I have a bit about I I have the first time I had the birds and the bees talk was by my father, my drunk father. Oh, that's good. He's very drunk when he was telling and it was in it That's great. It, yeah, it's a it's a whole bit that needs it needs so much more work. Sure, but but um I did it a few times and then I stopped doing it, forgot about it. And then a comic was like, do you still do that like bit about your dad telling you about sex when he was drunk and you're 10? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I forgot. But thanks for reminding That's me. That's so great. I mean, it's great to have other comics be like, hey, what are you doing with that? And you're like, oh, yeah, I haven't been doing that. And you Why? literally forgot. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess I should. It's like a gentle like angel friend telling you. Totally. Hey, work on that. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you're a younger comic. Like, I feel like I need... 10 more years before I want to like discuss my father's death because it wasn't like your typical thing. It wasn't, um, you know, my best friend, my dad, it was yeah. like a guy I didn't know who I got to know briefly. And then 
as he was on his deathbed, I was put into a Facebook group of like people that were like all like, like my, my step, my half sister was the one like telling everyone. So I was getting all, you know, you ever get stuck in a group message and it's like annoying, but it was, wait, that's how you found out about him dying Yeah, was through a group message. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've done some jokes about it, but no, no like straight up punchline jokes, but like I knew he was sick and, and then all of a sudden is my birthday, New York, right? I just got off stage. It was a roast battle. So I just got shit on by my friend Katie Holler. She did a great set, just m- making fun of me. And then we're walking to the to the next bar. We're going to like uh, one, of, one of the bars in East Village. And like there's like 20 of us. Sorry, they're all my friends. And I just kind of like stopped and I start looking at my phone. And all the messages, the Facebook message went from like, Steven is doing okay or Steven's not doing, you know. And then it went to like, Steven was a great veteran. And it got all past tense. <laughs> it was like, wait. All, Why wouldn't somebody call you? Because that's how, that's the relationship. And I don't hold it against anyone. He was sick for a long time. Yeah. He was in the hospital for a long time. So you were getting these updates on yeah. his health via Facebook? On my birthday. And then I got one. Or it's like, you know. The, he died on your birthday? He, might, he technically might have been the day after. I think it was May 2nd. Maybe May 3rd. It was the, my birthday show, whatever it was that weekend. Wow. And it just went all the past tense. And I honestly was expecting to deal with it really well really well yeah and um and i still did but then everyone i didn't want to tell people i told one person you were 20 at the time no this is like um two uh three three years um two years ago oh so you're 20 28 yeah okay i just turned 28 or 27 whatever i don't even know (laughs) but um i expected to deal with it really well and then people started hugging me and like they didn't really know what the deal was but everyone was super nice obviously and it i didn't lose it but it was like you know all right, you know, I just kind of let it be, you know, and then, um, yeah, and it was, and it was fine. And you and processed it, I and processed with it, it, and, and yeah. mourned, and yeah, it wasn't had a closure and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, I had a friend who uh, passed away two or three weeks ago, whom I didn't keep in touch with, uh, oh, wow. and that that definitely hit me harder because that was super random. He had like a one month old baby. That was. Boy, this is a you know cryptic podcast, <laughs> but it's different. We're just when, talking like, about death, we, like death. Death is a finality, but when you know it's coming, you like we had the con- we had the phone call that we thought was going to be the last one with him. Yeah, like we kind of had that beautiful moment where he was able to right all of his wrongs. He had a lot of enemies within his family, and he was able to like to like everyone was able to forgive him. Everyone, so that was fine. But it was still when it ended was like oh, this is where I am. This is how it happened. Like, you know, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I wasn't at home. I was just out with friends and I was in the best place I could have been. It, I think in my life, the fact that I was with my best friends. Yeah. And I don't know how my sister dealt with it. I'm sure she didn't shed a tear. I'm sure she went on with her day. You know, I don't know. Yeah. People. And I think it's, I people think. People respond so different i don't i don't know what's right or wrong but i i have a hard time imagining that when you bottle it up that like i don't know how you don't get sick over that i mean because it manifests yeah it manifests in yeah different ways. that's cancerous it definitely it, whether it's your that's what cancer stress. is it's it's like a buildup of cells because you're not releasing you know your, yeah, you're your not releasing flow things pro- properly yeah yeah but um i don't know i mean that's how disease manifests yeah so I'd I'd like to think I mean in all reality I haven't been sick mm-hmm. ever and I like that <laughs> so yeah. I think I'm processing things okay I still have I still am reminded like daily w- with my girlfriend like she's my Mona Lisa like like life's project of if I can make this thing work <laughs> because 
everything she does is the is the type of thing that I would become angry about with regards to like fighting. Like we are complete polar opposites. So and you got to meet her recently and I'm sure yeah. like you guys were so funny She's when you guys great. met. You were just like whispering to me. You were oh my just God. like I want your girlfriend. <laughs> so I met your girlfriend at a show in London. That was Beach. a fun little show. It's a really fun some show. Some white room, some like pub at oh some my racquetball God. club. <laughs> I had so much fun messing with that guy in the man bun. Yeah. That uh <laughs> You were like, You have a man bun, I'll ask you out. <laughs> <laughs> You can't heckle if you have a man bun, you know? You yeah, just roll one. Just shut up. Put a beanie on or something. Put it, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Take your hair down, bro. <laughs> Take it out of that stupid feminine I totally, bun. I don't I don't have enough hair for a man bun, but I got the pwn. I could do the pwn. Um your girlfriend is so hot and she's like your girlfriend's like hot, like I feel like nervous around her hot. I'm like, she's so she's so pretty. <laughs> And then I and then I yeah I was whispering to you I was like can you hook it up I don't know what is it can I can I, date I was her? like yeah <laughs> I was excited for her to meet you because yeah. at that point you know I I spoken <laughs> about you but you know you know girls like I think until she meets someone she kind of views them as a threat and not in a way where she'd admit it but like oh just, it's that's so that's so natural of course yeah, yeah. so yeah, of so course. so I want who's this chick you're doing a podcast with talking about sex yeah. with in a park exactly it's fucking weird <laughs> you know what I mean uh, and I think. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's my, and I want to share kind of our thing with everyone, but, but it, it doesn't, I mean, we still, we, it's still hard for me whenever we fight. Cause she just wants to like get, move on. She wants to say her piece and move on. And I want to dissect things. Yeah. So, Cause you're a comic. That's yeah. How your brain works. I'm like, no, let's, let's do a lap. I want to understand everything and everybody. Yeah. That's I, and I get fascinated with relationships, like dynamics, why people come together, why they break up. It's not, it's like a such, I don't know. I think maybe everybody is a little bit. Breaks up. Like, I don't like, have you ever known like, Hey, this relationship has to end or do you always try to work it out? Oh yeah. I, like, I, I just run away from red it. Flags. You run away from the red. I, uh, yeah. Cause you're I, interesting. Cause you, you say you're codependent and stuff, but then you'll also take flight and maybe that's the, just a female <laughs> kind of like men, 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 uh, make a lot of moves. So women kind of have to be the ones to like fight or flight. Yeah, I get scared, and especially if I really like somebody, you know, and I'm I'm just like, this isn't going to work because of this one small thing. Bye. Yeah. And then I move on, and then I, it's a, a pattern I do. So, I don't know. Does that make me codependent? Does that make me Have you counter-dependent? Met, I don't I think know. codependency and counter-dependency are the same exact thing. It's just which side you're on. And uh, and men can make you like you like your uh, your secret service guy w- sounded super codependent. Oh, so I think it led yeah. to your counterdependency. He pushed, then you pushed away. Yeah, I could be wrong, but everyone's got like a kind of like a side. It's like a yin yang thing. Like everyone's got and and like in the same fight, my girlfriend and I can switch, and I can be counterdependent. Yeah. Usually, I'm the codependent Wait, are those, one. Because th- that drives me crazy. Are, is that a relationship? Because the guy, the last guy that I was seeing br- briefly was pursuing 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 more than like anyone's ever pursued me and mm-hmm. i was kind of like eh, about the whole thing yeah and then once i got on board with it he backed off literally to the point where like he's like i i, I can't talk to you for like a, a couple days or so i need time or whatever and That's... then and then i went uh i'm not doing this <laughs> That's this. like his own sociopathic thing that i think can happen for normal people like i don't i don't, I don't know how i, feel I like diagnose that's very... that but yeah you can flip it's just like magnetism you can flip that shit in a second no i don't want to do that and um here's the thing like i don't want to do this push pull 
Counterdependence and codependence can coexist. Two counterdependents never in the history of the world have had a relationship. How could two counterdependents be together? They're both just going to run away. Yeah. Day one, gone. Fight. Yeah. First fight. See ya. Tasha's got. I mean, older like older sisters with um, demanding parents are naturally higher rates of counterdependency. Mm-hmm. My sister, my sister's that way. Like you, you try to tell my sister how to do something. Peace out. Got to go. But to me, that seems so unhealthy. Like. It is, That's but the it's bo- like... I got a codependent... That's another book that I ordered. What book did you get? Uh, codependency and love and kind of breaking yeah. the codependent behavior because, like, I don't want... My my five-year relationship was very push-pull. It was very, like... I think you can have it, a light... We were very, like, hot-cold. But you can have a light... Like, that's what binds the relationship. Is it? I don't but know. But not... See, like, I the, the most recent book I read... Uh, like, I've read, like, Codependency No More. I've been to Codependence Anonymous. A lot of times they say, no, you have to be all right by yourself. But I think you... I think two people can lean into each other and still be their best people. I think... Uh, when one person like overshadows, then the other will not get the sunshine that they need. So I think you can, I think like, like codependency can be healthy on a very minimal aware level. Like I want you to be well, I've invested in you, but if you need to fall down and like figure this out yourself, like, like, um, I wanted my girlfriend to come to New York on my trip, but then she booked a gig and I was like, okay, this is good for you. I have to be supportive of your gig Totally. In, in my support. She turned the gig down. In my saying, I, I would love for you to come to New York, but I totally understand that this gig is good for your career, and I support the, the the fact, and I'm sorry you have to make this choice, but I totally support it. And then she was like, you know what? I'm, it's just not worth it. Let's go. And and then, you know, great things happen because of it, but I let her make the decision. And mm-hmm. as, a code, as a codependent, that was a hard move. To not be like, because you wanted to be like, come with me. Yeah. We plan this. I just this. did 10 days with your family in June, and we've been planning this, and why, you know, what the fuck? But and I'm allowed to that thought. But then I say, all right, you know what? I think you know. I think the the job's worth taking, and you're, you know. And she, and then it, it let her uh, dissect it and do her own pros and cons without my weight on it. So yeah. it let her figure out. Yeah, now nah, let's fucking go. Like it's not worth after all the all the other bullshit. It's not worth taking it. So and if think, she actually um, took the gig, which I think she was like, I actually thought she was going to take the gig. If she actually took it, um, I think I would have been okay with it. Yeah. But she, you know, then she was like, well, it's even worth me coming home. And she, what she wanted me to say was, babe, I, I, I can't wait for you to come and spend time with my family. I had to say all that. But what she was saying was like, oh, I don't know if I should come. And I just showered it with love. And she was like, yeah, all right, great. But what she was saying, she just needed. That's perfect way to deal with it. Yeah, you have to just swallow your pride and say no 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 you're wanted it's not like a you know first first date text conversation where you got to play it cool it's like we're i'm past playing it cool i'm like if there is any miscommunication know that this is how i feel oh but you said this but let's move forward like mm-hmm. let's move forward and today this is what i'm saying and this is how i feel and we can't use any past words against each other because then we're just both going to drown you know what i mean yeah i don't know if any of that makes sense Time flies. <laughs> what time is it? We're 50 minutes in. Did we get to anything we wanted to talk about? I think so. Oh no! Did we? Uh, did we get too uh, t- too dark? Too dark. We got and deep. dark. <laughs> too you dark. Too deep. I don't think there's any such thing as too dark because that's a real thing, and you're a real person. You're a sweet person. I wonder. See, I wanted to say this earlier, it, it, uh, uh, but like you're you're an easy person to talk to. I wonder if that's 
if like guys like I'm sure I mean, I know guys appreciate that, but like do you like do you ever find yourself running the conversation with dudes and not getting to know who they are? Um, I find myself having really especially lately really deep real conversations with with people that's great especially having guys open up my one friend who does not open up at all we started talking and he's like 10 minutes in he's like oh my god i'm like telling you this is getting really like uh this is getting really deep did you like lead off with your own shit and that's why he felt comfortable you know what it just uh I don't ever force it. I'm not going into a conversation with somebody being like, let's see how, how much I can get out of yeah. it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Let me get is. the real sign. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, it just naturally happens. And I love those conversations because I feel like they're real and they're human. And I don't know. I, I like to connect with people. Yeah. And then it and feels then, nice. And for everyone, for every podcast that goes like this, then I have the next episode. Like, that was, I'm banging some chick and let's talk about it. And it's like, you know. <laughs> so I'm fucking this bitch from behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's my long term girlfriend. As a matter of fact. <laughs> Boy, yeah. My, but I do have a, I do, I do have a sort of, sort of missed, um, you're easy to talk to too. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> I wasn't. I uh, well, not everyone is. Oh my gosh, some, some people, people it's you like, have to pull. Oh, and I don't want to pull, but like, just be honest, you know. Just yes. let me know, and uh, I can't tell you how many conversations I have where people ask me to bleep shit out, which it's just fine. I always have to bleep a name out. I always slip something. Yeah. But then it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, what are you even doing this thing for if you can't be honest with yourself? But are they comics? Yeah, Ooh. some of them, and I'm like, you're you're like wait a comic on and um. I won't even say her name because I don't feel like bleeping it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you probably don't even know who she is. But like, she knew what the podcast was about, and then afterwards, she was like, "Don't promote it. Don't use my name." Blah blah blah. And was she? Did she talk about? She talked about normal sex things, and 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 I'm like, you you got a lot of shit to work on. Like, did it get a, really personal with her? Um, not really. It was like, hey, your first time sex, and this and that. Like, oh, okay. It was stupid. Oh, it's it. all history. I don't know, but it, like, I don't, and I don't pry. Like, if that's what you're gonna give me, fine. But like. What are you fucking doing sex actually for? That's what we call this thing. Did we even talk about sex, by the way, on this podcast? Because I feel like it was like dad stuff. Well, but sex things. Emotional stuff. Sex is like the dessert. Like you got to. Yeah. These relationships with our family and things. When when that shit's not going well, you're not going to get laid in a good way. Yeah. If you don't have your shit worked out on all those other levels. I think personally, men like I think like like every time I've been in, like in a heartbreaking relationship, I must look like a, such a chump to other girls when I'm at the bar. Like I really have to be over my past. And like, what better way than to just like let it go, yeah. talk it out, find a friend, listen to this podcast, share it with your friends, rate us on iTunes. What Yay. better way? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Heal your past, you guys. But uh, I'm flying out to New York tonight, and I gotta go give the dog a bath we have another comic watching we have a comic watching the dog do you know brent duncan yeah he's watching the dog brent. he's staying at our place for a week is that the show you're doing in new york i gotta go give the dog a bath yeah that's uh my next porno no uh, i don't know <laughs> but uh i but i gotta do all these things because i know she's gonna be super stressed because she's working all day and i know she has gotta packed. be the man of the house she spends days packing and in this instance really? she hasn't even gotten out the suitcase so so I'm excited for how tonight's going to go. We don't fly out till like 11 p.m. Tonight? I, yeah, we're flying out tonight. But I got all the... Uh, you got to get there like 12 hours early. <sighs> got to get there I'll at get like there. 11 a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Air, airline jokes, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll be here all you're, night. Uh, uh, you're, no, you're, your roommate's in New York. He's flying back right now. Seriously? Oh, That's why sure. I said, I said, come to my apartment. 
my roommate's con. I love this place. <laughs> it's great. Um, it looks so like cute. Halloween exploded. In I want to eat cereal on your bar. <laughs> I want that to be. <laughs> well, oh, that's it's always nice fun talking with an empath such as yourself. It was fun um, talking to you. Guardians of the Empathy. Guardians. Uh, it'll be our really sad codependent movie. <laughs> I hope people. I, pain. I hope people who are empaths um, can relate to this. And if you're not, you then probably have a friend who is one. Yeah. So be nice to them. Yes. What? Um. Speaking of comedy, what Yay. shows do you have? Anything you want to plug your uh, Instagram? What? When does at Dana Moon me? Um. I'm posting this today. Posting it today? Yeah, I'm going home and posting this shit. Hell yes, I'm gonna post it and tag all the guys I uh, had sex with that we talked about. Today no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. What's today? Monday the fifth. <laughs> How you passive post, aggressive you would that post. be? If I post it and then tag the guys who we're talking I've, about, oh, I would. Oh my god. I've told sex stories and then messaged the girl. And said, don't who listen. I haven't talked to in years and said, just so you know, this one's about you. But I, I think if anybody, if they know you, right, and they know your experience, they can go, oh, that person's talking about me for sure. Yeah, but not chicks that like I did, like I hooked up with before I got into this whole thing. Podcasts weren't around back then. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, hey, just so you know, you know. But oh, are you doing it to be like, I've never like, slammed nice? anyone. I've never slammed anyone. Like, I've always just been like, hey, like I have a funny, I got a funny one night stand. It, was, it wasn't a one night stand, but it was a short you fuck buddy story. I feel like if I'm not saying their name and I'm being, it's very general. It's like, who cares? Yeah, you don't have right? to. I did it just to get more downloads. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Listen to this. Um, but um, yeah, so so we got to get out of here. Um, I'll We're just quickly bounce. say that if you're listening to this, um, October 6th, Village Lantern in Greenwich Village, two for one drinks. I will be there. 8 p.m. October 7th, Stand Up New York, 10.30 p.m. I have comps. If you live in New York or in the area, come out. Come hang with us. It'll be a good crowd, and uh, we're drinking after. Uh, October 10th and 11th at Rogue Island Comedy Festival in Newport, Rhode Island. It's going to be amazing, so come out October 10th or 11th and hang with us in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, my Instagram and Twitter is at Neils with a Z, and uh, Dana's is at Dana Moon Me. Is that right? Yes. All right. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks and for uh, I guess me. I'll see you next month. I feel like this yeah, is going to be our monthly thing. Yeah, it's a monthly thing. We're just going to keep getting deeper. Uh, and, and if those listening, I haven't changed up my email, and people are still emailing. Uh, you up the podcast at gmail.com is the email. I know I have to switch it to sex, actually, but I'm just fucking lazy. And so if you have any questions for myself or Dana or anyone else, uh, tweet. Uh, tweet, Instagram, whatever, email us. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this dark comedy of ours. Have a great day. Bye.